Is this mic turned on? Wax poetic. Hi, kids. I'm a dinosaur hunter BMX rider. All the little girls dream of one day biting into a corn dog and smiling at the camera. If I ran the web, you could email dead people. Wax poetic. And I don't give a moment's focus to who does or doesn't like the sound of my voice. In the terrarium is herpes. Herpes is a hermit crab. Just say no to family value. This is Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what if I write a poem like a song? Hey, good afternoon to you. Welcome to Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. I'm one of your hosts this afternoon, R.C. Weslowski. And I'm the other host, Pamela Bentley. And our guest this afternoon is Julia Pelleggi. Hi, uh, Julia. Hi. First guest in the new old studio. This is true, yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Wow, what an honor. Get to break ground with us. I'm and so bread excited. And words. Yes. All things I love. Um, <laughs> so we like to get our guest to kick things off. So uh, let's have you do that. Okay. This poem is called Us at the Beach. I am four and he is two. I am three and he is one. It was a long time ago, but I want to get it right. I am four and he is one and a half. I am older, he is younger. I am big, he is small. He is smiling, laughing, running, shrieking. He is always pinching me, pulling my hair, flushing my things down the toilet. I am four and he is two. I am three and he is one. I know the moment. The day is old and warm, frayed photograph, burnt edges. The sun is high, the people are loud. I am pink and he is baby. I am frills and he is blue, so I want to get it right. I am six and he is almost four and I have friends that I do not want to share, but they love him more than I do. They think he is so cute with his giggle tongue touching monkey bars. He is new and I am jealous. And he has no one but me, but I have no room for him, and his smiles don't work on me, and I am annoyed, and he is sad. He is water, and I am watching. I am pink, and he is baby. I am still, and he is drowning. The froth sneaks up past his eyelashes. He gulps at the wave. I am stuck in the sand. I am angel fuzz with devil heart. He is tiny seashell washing further out. I am nothing and he is baby. I am scared, and he is helpless. I am four, and he is attached to me. I am three, and he is brother. I am four, and he is two. I am watching, and he is sorry. I am still, and he is blue. Daddy and his dark legs come running toward us. He is arrow. He is careful. His gold chain, baby Jesus, and the holy chili pepper smack up and down on his chest, calling for good luck and protection, warding off the evil eye. He is quick, and I am baby. I am still. I am three, and he is one, but I want to get it right. I am four, and he is coughing. I am four, and he is breathing. I am four, and I am sorry, and I want to get it right. We're both looking at each other. Who's going to say something first? 
I've heard that piece. I've heard you do that piece on stage, and I always have questions about it. Oh yeah. And then I'm I'm trying to put them into words. Like I love how the 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 difference in ages always stays the same, and then so it's obvious that you're telling more than one memory or yeah. you're telling more than one story. Um, and then I I. I this this event that happened obviously that you're writing about um you just capture it so well and then i have the other question which is like why bring the other ages into it because the thing about being six and Mm -hmm. four which is really poignant right because that's what it's like when you have a brother or a sister and and people love them and don't and you 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 think they're just a nuisance right but then that is like after the event that you're describing Mm -hmm. right so it's just really interesting how you can you talk about why you decided to kind of mix up the chronology of the narrative? Yeah, I think because that both instances are reminders for me of incredible guilt that I have for not oh. being there for him and for not allowing him, I don't know, something. So in the, the beach one, I'm obviously younger and I, I don't, um, I didn't know what to do. I had no, I just felt super helpless. Mm-hmm. And then later I had the control and I was still felt like I was alienating him or pushing him away and so I think the story about guilt and how I carry how I carry my brother with me in certain memories is sort of why I decided to put a couple options of of those examples in right yeah and so, then not tell them chronologically yeah because that one at the beach is the most important one is that correct? yeah it's the main event and then the other ones are sort of memories that are also coming in like right and then you play with the different meanings of blue yeah, thanks for noticing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I remember him, I remember him blue, and I remember the day being sort of colored in very vibrant ways, and then mm. not being able to do much about it. That kind of has a blue feeling to me, too, so. Mm. And uh, what, what spurred you to write about that, like, rather than keeping it in, you know? Yeah, I think it actually came from a writing exercise in a writing workshop that I was running with um, my partner Sasha Singer Wilson. We have a project called These Five Minutes, and we we host these writers' workouts so people can come. And one of the um, one of the prompts that so we call them dips when you just dip into a source and you kind of hear a sentence or you see a picture. That's the prompt or the jumping off point. That I think was what it was one of the things. And I had done a free write on it, and it just came up. It had something to do with a, a photograph, I think, and it, I think it was a beach, maybe. Oh yeah. So it, that, it just came out there. I hadn't thought about writing it at all up until then. And then I, I took time after and edited it and then thought I could maybe try this on stage. And, yeah, so, yeah. I, and so I did. Um, I, wasn't, expect, I was, wasn't expecting it to, to do well on stage, but people seem to like that one. Because mm-hmm. it's different in terms of the, the format. It's not mm-hmm. quite as linear as... Yeah. some of my poetry. Well, maybe they share that kind of guilt about things they did to their brothers or sisters or didn't do to their brothers or sisters. Or couldn't do or you yeah. know, couldn't help yeah. and all that sort of stuff too. Exactly. Yeah. You mentioned These Five Minutes. You have a website called thesefiveminutes.com. Yeah, I do. Tell us that. So it's about those workshops that you do. So it's, yeah, it started um, five years ago in 2011, I guess. Is that five years? Six. Six years. Almost in November, it'll be six, I guess. And um, we started doing time writing exercises um, just to get ourselves writing. And then we found this five-minute magical time period where you could just get to the heart of what you really wanted to say because you couldn't gear up to it. Hmm. And so we started doing these, this project called These Five Minutes where we write for five minutes, we don't edit, and we put them online every day. So it's process versus product. It's not based on an outcome. Yeah. So we have this practice that we show up to the page no matter what. And our mantra is that you always have five minutes to do something that mm. you love in the day. 
And so through that, it's really grown, and we've I've I've written a lot of poetry, uh, spoken word, um, other kinds. From that, those prompts, I've taken them, I've extended them. She's done the same. She's written plays. She's written all kinds of stuff. So we have this platform we were, where we're not, where it's very scary because we put some unedited works that are not necessarily always polished or good, but sometimes they're re really good. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so surprising. It's like, wow, I made this in five minutes. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my work actually ex uh, extends from that. Is it just you two doing it, or are you getting people from outside your realm? And it's like online people joining in for the day or anything? People have joined in, and we love it if people write with us. Um, we're expanding right now. We're trying to build our website and build some new things to get more interaction. But we do have some people who, who write on the same dips as we do. Sometimes they send it to us, or they tweet at us. Mm -hmm. It's like a little pocket-sized pocket stories is what we call them. But they take form in whatever shape. So poetry, sometimes they're raps, sometimes they're okay. monologues. What was today's? I haven't written today yet. Do you know? I was just thinking. Let's if do it you, right now if, on air. Or if you, <laughs> you could share it on air, and if anybody oh, at home. Oh, you can share the dip. Yeah, and then uh, if anybody at home wants to write for five that minutes. That would be awesome. Could, uh, um, yeah, our dip, we share, send them our, our dips back and forth to each other. Today's dip is, I see our history. And it's from One Nation, Indivisible, in the Sun, August 2017. I see our history. Yeah. And can they send, if they wanted to send that to you, how would they send it to you? We them? have an email address too. It's called these five minutes at gmail.com. Okay. Um, and people can get in touch there or through our Instagram, which is also these five minutes. Or you can post it on the Wax Poetic Facebook page. Yeah. And pass oh, sure. It along. If people mm -hmm. want to write with if us, we'd love it. Right now. Or Twitter it up and send it there. Like get a link and put yeah. it on to at co op radio. Or do you have a Twitter for those five at, minutes? At these number five minutes at these the number five minutes so yeah what's again what's the dip the dip is we i see our history i see, I our, see our history i, I see, see our history is your writing prompt write for five minutes and then uh yeah maybe and don't edit it don't edit <laughs> okay. i think that's the fun part is that it's so many quirks come out and you don't get to control the ending you just mm. sort of have to trust your pen or your typing that it's gonna end where it's supposed to end you're just slapping down the that inner critic then yeah it's you a really good way yeah, you don't have time show up. don't have time um and then when you say that you have used these for your poetry you edit you then edit them right and make them into do they become because that what you just read was not written in five minutes no that was a longer a prompt yeah um i think that was maybe seven minutes or something mm -hmm. and then i edited that one and some of them that are five minutes i have used as like a one minute in a one minute round mm -hmm. like at the slam because they're quite short so yes. they fit in a one minute and i've used them sometimes unedited sometimes i don't have time and i'm like this is <laughs> fine this is fine right <laughs> and no one will know yeah yeah Cool. So uh, you've got a chapbook there. Let's uh, have you read something from sure. that. Sure. Yeah, I'm excited about this chapbook. Tell us more about it after you read another piece. Okay. <laughs> this piece is called The Good Room. New ideas pause my tongue into ear. Reminds me I've never known pause until now. I am citing irreconcilable differences here between past and present bullshit, expectations, ink, etc. These days, I risk myself teacher. Me here at this new school tracing the same silhouette of my young shadow, and this time, I do not cut the outer curve of my nose off before I stick it on the wall for everyone to see. I'm trying to say I'm in love. I'm trying to say that I met me over coffee. Turns out I like coffee. I'm trying to say I met me at the funeral, at the goodbye to my flaw formerly known as tragic, and sorry, and no, and no dressed up as yes. Hmm. Me and her these days, we are sisters when the day swells. We are kind to one another. 
My low notes belt her solo, and they don't care if the words match the melody or if they can. Her voice throbs for the good room that will hold me as I unhitch the weight of my honesty from my shoulders in front of other seeing heads. God damn it, I'm saying I want to give and to let life shake me into being alive with another human being alive with me as we all nod our heads in agreement to say, yes, in fact, I have felt the burden in that raw and open chest area. I too have been moved to cry at my own movie. That's a good last line. Well, thanks. Yeah. Are you someone who uh, carries around your tragedies and has trouble letting them go? I think up until recently I was uh, kind of glorifying them, glamorizing them, Mm -hmm. or using them as an excuse maybe to to not accomplish certain new life stages, you know? Just like, well, I was bullied as a kid, or this and that. Like, it's sort of that something that can stick with, and that poem actually has... Some sadness, some sadness from like elementary school being feeling really othered, mm-hmm. and um, like I had to change myself to fit in. As a, I, I is that because you you, I'm going to assume you consider yourself an artist, like you do theater and you do writing and stuff like yeah. that. Is that because do you have that idea that you got to have some sort of a, you know be the tragic artist sort of thing there? Does that or do you romanticize that a bit or not? You're I mean, both crinkling your noses as you're thinking about this. <laughs> know that I I mean to some extent I think I can't help but do that because some days are are so tragic some days are like why am I doing this why did I choose this thing that is so uh transient or so has like dependent on somebody else's opinion like Mm. sometimes it's it's about that kind of thing and then lately I've been I've been trying to uh, reassure myself more so that that poem is is kind of like my my current calling card like I'm I'm really working on giving myself the validation and to tell myself that it's okay. And I think that comes with age, like it comes with... I was going to ask, because you said that recently that, and I thought, well, what changed? Was there something that changed or is it just kind of a gradual thing? And then you're like, oh, this has changed. Yeah, I turned 30 (laughs) and I think that really spawned a whole different perspective. And I know it sounds a bit cliche, but it um, it's really, I've settled into myself a little more now than I I didn't think I would. Like, I always thought, like, I'm going to always feel this, hmm. I don't know, this energy that doesn't know where to put itself. Uh, and now I think being older is one of, like, I think I said this on one of my, at one of my shows. I was like, if someone asked what the best thing about life was, I'd say getting older. Because I never used to want to be older, but now I totally get why. Well, and there's a reason cliches are used so often that they become cliches, right? Because there's often some truth to it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've said before, 40s are better than 30s, 30s are better than 20s. <laughs> my, yeah, my jury is still out on the 50s. <laughs> I can't wait for all of them. Yeah, yeah it's I'm good. Pumped. Tell us about this uh, chapbook, because this is a new chapbook. Yeah, this is, is this my your first one. It's my first one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Yours Is This, and that's what I named my tour as well. And it's sort of... Uh, a culmination of some stage poetry and some uh, page poetry that I'm also was trying some new styles out there too. I just wanted to put my voice into as many um, venues as I could. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's important to me. I feel really proud of it, and I spent a lot of time worrying about which poems should go in and and all that kind of stuff. So I'm really happy. I had a, I had a lot of help. Some friends gave it their eyes, and um, one of my dear friends, Jessica, is the editor on it and she and I have been working together for the last like four years creatively and so um, 
yeah, she even said, like, I feel like you've come into your voice in this one, and I'm, I feel really good about that. Hmm. So you said that was your first tour that you just did? That was, yeah. So for um, someone who's listening in and they're kind of contemplating that idea of like, oh, I want to do my first tour, what do they need to do? What did you do? How did you book it? And what venues did you go to? And yeah. what promo did you do? Or did you have to do it? Or the venue do it? Or how? To- well, honestly, I my friend got married and in the, on the East Coast in Ontario, so mm-hmm. I was invited and I was he asked me to be the MC and I thought how do I maximize this trip yeah, yeah. <laughs> so living in Vancouver is hard to to travel to the east so I started getting in touch with people and I knew that I wanted to to tour my stuff I just didn't know you know that jumping off point of like when is it time to start I wasn't even sure I was ready or my work was ready or something and then I just had that impetus to do it yeah. so I just sent out my um my videos and a, and a cover letter and I sent it out to all the slams in in Ontario that I was going to be around. I said, I'm going to be here for these dates. Do you happen to have a spot? Are you looking for a feature? And everyone, I think, but one got back to me and, and uh, said that they'd like to have me. Cool. And so it was the Toronto Poetry Slam. I also did the Toronto, uh, the Arts Bar Poetry mm-hmm. Series oh, cool. at Free Times Cafe. I did a show in Ottawa as well. It wasn't a slam, but it was run by the organizer of the slam. And, and then it ended up being just like a, a couple of featured poets it was a really cool night. That was a really, really fun show. And then I did a show in Burlington, the Burlington Slam, London Slam, and Guelph. Oh, that's quite a few. That's what, yeah. Half a dozen? Six. Yeah, yeah. I think it was six. How, wow. much in, far in, how far in advance did you send these? I think I started in January. So, oh, okay. Yeah, January, and then July was the tour. So, yeah, it's still July. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah, it was really fun. I'm really glad I did it. It was um, scary for sure. And then when I started seeing how it worked kind of fall into pl- fell into place a little more and I felt more at ease and I was like oh, I love this mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this life yeah yeah how did you uh figure out how different audiences were gonna um or how to approach different audiences because you know uh, how the Van Slam works and yeah. people here know you and stuff like that so for a whole fresh new audience what was your kind of game plan yeah did you plan it or did you just sort of read the room at the moment or I did have a set list that I was I knew I had poems that I wanted to share and uh, it it changed depending on the size of the room and I felt like the kind of the genre of people you could kind of see that it's slightly different than a slam like at the arts bar that's totally not mm-hmm. a slam room um, and not all my poetry is very slam slam heavy I would say it's it's I kind of can roll between both so I had a set prepared uh, I changed the order sometimes and depending on who was there like if I had family in the audience I did more family oriented poems sure. because that means a lot to me and I they don't get to see me perform um, and then you know if there was a, a crowd where it seemed a bit younger or something then I would swear more probably <laughs> but for, sometimes I did the same set and just in different cities so yeah. there were a couple people in London who ended up coming to Guelph and seeing the same show and I nice. was like sorry that you're going to see some of the same stuff and they were like you're going to see the same stuff from us too so <laughs> it was actually really cool and then they, they, they were like we want to see them again yeah, that's yeah. Why they're there. so that was really nice I don't think they came for me but they um, they were super supportive and it reminded me that you can it also changes like you bring something different every single time you're on stage it doesn't matter if you've done that poem before and my parents they were so sweet they wanted to accompany me on the trip and they they took me to those the last three shows they had come to the toronto shows they saw four of my shows i was gonna wow. say i saw a picture online and you were i thought, I thought your parents went to a bunch How of shows cool. they, right? saw, yeah. they saw and they had never seen a slam before they had never been to a poetry event like that so now they have they're like experts on the slam they understand they're like oh we re- they really liked burlington because it was their nine-year anniversary slam, so they had a lot of love going on in the room, and mm. that community is just so 
just wonderful. They're yeah. really generous, and they liked a lot. They liked everything, but in different ways. But they just had, they were able to compare them, and yeah, and they'd be like, "Oh, that joke didn't really work that time." Uh. <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, I'll try it again." So it was cool to have their feedback. They were kind of giving me their little advice, and that's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our guest this afternoon is Julia Pileggi, and you're listening to them here on Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. And if you're just tuning in now, the show will be available to listen to again on the Co-op Radio archive. Just uh, go there after 3 o'clock uh, Pacific time in this afternoon and go to Wax Poetic and click on archives and uh, you can take a listen to it. And eventually we'll have it as a podcast on iTunes as well. Uh, but right now, let's have some more from uh, Julia. Sure. I guess we were just talking about some family, so I'll do it. Yeah, I was, I was, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you, so we'll talk more about it, is that you do write a lot about family. So. Yeah, I can't help it. <laughs> uh, this is called Nonna Used to Say I Love You in English. Your second daughter phones her second daughter to tell me that you had pneumonia, but you're feeling better now. She says you climbed out of your hospital bed with the armrests locked. You didn't want to be held prisoner at this asylum. You wanted to go home. Of course you wanted to go home. You carried eight different stories in your womb. Don't they know who you are? What you've given? Twenty years ago, we linked elbows around a bunch of cows eating grass in the field near our house until I could say what I saw. It was my first party trick. Io visto tante mucchi nel prato mangiare dell'erba which means we saw a bunch of cows eating grass in the field. <laughs> At the dinner table, you were sunflower when they all cheered. I learned Italian so we could finally talk about something other than cows. <laughs> By the time I visited, you had become bitter grape skin, mouth full of bloom. You shredded your lungs at me on the last night in Lotzala because you didn't want me to take your suitcase away. You couldn't hear my loud over yours when I begged you, nonna basta, perché stai facendo così? Instead, you chased me down the street screaming, Noi due siamo uguale, we are the same. In your house now, there is no one left to yell at. You've been stacking your soiled diapers by the doorway and refusing to take them out. Your pots and pans are all black and burnt these days. You don't sleep or eat or stuffed talking and you need help but won't take it. I spoke to you at Christmas. I am scared you don't remember. I want to record my voice saying that I'm sorry for not seeing you better that I'm far away but not gone, that you are important to me. I want to play it for you so you can't interrupt me before you've listened to it all the way through, mm. so that you'll hear me when I tell you that you were right, that I am just like you, and that I know what it feels like to need to fight with something. Mm. That's sweet, that's great, I love that. Thank you. That's really nice. It's from my grandmother. Yeah. So did you, does she live in Italy? She does, yeah. Yeah. And when was the last time, is she still alive? She is. I was there in 2014. I was living in Bologna for three months. And uh, they live in Parma, which outside of Parma, a little town called Lozola. It's like maybe an hour away from one of the provinces called Parma, where Parmesan cheese is from. <laughs> um, so that's lucky in my life. And uh, yeah, <laughs> she, she, she was here for, she came here to Canada for 20 years. My family immigrated here, I think in... Um, 63 that's why my parents my both my parents came over and they were both born in italy and um yeah she lives there now still in the same town that she started mm. in did you record the thing and send it to her no do it i know i you said i want to. to and then i have I, she's hard to get a hold of <laughs> she's hard to um no email no no she doesn't really 
connect yeah. that way. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to send it to her in a little, like in with the recorder. Yeah. Do like a little dictaphone recording and I'd then send to. the whole thing and just say push play. Yeah. Or cousins you could send yeah, it to. Yeah, they do. I do have some cousins that live down the road <laughs> from her. I'll just be like, just play it and don't say anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I love that you incorporated Italian into that because mm. I, I really like poems when they have more than one language in them. Yeah. Uh, and whether you're offering the translation to it or not in English. Um, yeah. So that's a, was that planned from the beginning or was that just as you were writing it? Oh, I'm going to throw in. I don't think in the original version it was in there, actually. I wrote that. It was one of the poems I had written for the 30-day um, mm. National Poetry Writing Month. I wrote it in April and, and um, then I edited it. So it hadn't. They didn't have the Italian in there at the beginning, and then I, I do like to put it in too. I like to, I like to have it, and also because she's so Italian to me, like she's the Italian representative. So to not have it felt mm-hmm. out of place. Yeah. yeah. So you uh, hear her voice saying it when you. Oh, I hear her it. In the poem I hear now. her saying. I hear her yelling it. <laughs> she's like me. We are the similar. So I'm very feisty. I like to yell, and uh, she's given me that. Yeah, I was going to say, is it a yelling family? But like that sort of yeah. like, that's how we talk. We're going like, to Yeah, we're Italian in that way for sure. I and, like that about you. And I like to, I don't like to be shushed. I don't like when people try and tell me like, you're talking too loud for this bus ride. I'm like, I don't care about the bus ride. I just want to express myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm loud and I don't like being told to be quiet. <laughs> um, well, one of the first pieces that you did at the Slam, and mm-hmm. that is one of your signature pieces, is about you and your mom and your sister yelling and yelling and yelling and just yelling until you can get it all out and that you're... You know, I love that piece. Yeah, I do too. I think it's still important for my family. Mm-hmm. Um, we've actually crossed some threshold after that for some reason. I felt like really feel like it was important for for me to do and for them to hear and for them to to realize that we were stuck in a, a some some way. You know, and now, yeah, we kind of think it. My mom actually, I had some art pieces made, and one of the lines from that poem is is on a frame she didn't even realize when she bought it she just bought it because she liked mm-hmm. one of the swear words on it uh. that she's starting to say and um when <laughs> I, when i performed it i i did that poem and that line was obviously in it and she was yeah. like oh and that poem's about her so yeah, it was yeah. so funny that she chose this art piece that um you know has her in it cool yeah um so we're almost out of time so i thought quickly you've got a couple of uh, shows coming up yeah uh, to maybe talk about those yeah so um i'm on the van slam team and we are doing a carnival of words so it is a festival of it's a day festival where we have it's a fundraiser and we're trying to get money to go to peterborough to represent vancouver in october at the canadian festival of spoken word and we will be we want people to sign up and you can you can read your own poetry or you can sponsor someone to to read your poetry for you or you can sponsor someone to read their own poetry and it's two dollars a minute um and so it's really fun it's been a really fun event in the past it used to be called the slamathon but we changed it um but it's we're gonna have all the fun carnival events we're gonna have a balloon toss and things like that and you can buy balloons to toss at the van slam team members water balloons water balloons sort of like a a, a do-it-yourself dunk tank kind of yeah <laughs> we hope if it's as hot as it is today then yeah. we'll um It'll be definitely fun, and we're gonna have food, and there's so any, and there's gonna be a, a slam that's happening later in the day, so people can sign up to do that as well if they want to participate, and it's just gonna be a really fun day. It's on August thirteenth, um, and it's at the Chicken House. Yeah, two zero four eight Pandora Street in the backyard, nine a.m. to nine p.m. That's right. So if you want to just come for half an hour can't come for the whole day <laughs> i don't know if anybody will stay for the whole day except for the van yeah, slam we'll be there <laughs> but you can sign up on slaughter.com which is s-l-o-t-t-r.com and you can put your name in and it's really easy and tell everyone that you know 
and tell them to sign up. We just want to get a big day full of poetry, and we think it'll be a lot of fun. And you have a show on the 16th? We do, yes. The Cascadia Cup. So the Van Slam team is competing against the Slamapalooza Slam team, the Victoria Youth Team, the Victoria Slam Team. I forget. Vancouver Youth Slam Team. Vancouver Youth and Slam. And UBC Slam. And UBC, right. So it's going to be a head-to-head of all, all of us, and we're also hoping to raise funds for our trips there. So that's on Wednesday, August 16th. Mm-hmm. At Cafe de Soleil. Yes. Cool. Well, thank you for being our guest this afternoon. It's my pleasure. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say? Um, just the slam this Monday is Kelsey Savage is uh, is um, featuring. featuring. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Yeah. No. I mean, she doesn't do it very often, but uh, I love her. And she always does really interesting things in her set. Mm. She comes up with like sometimes she does improv. She probably she, will. She, she's, she's, she's super just, cool. Uh, like okay Kelsey if I'm you have to do an improv poem and she will and it's usually pretty brilliant yeah Yeah. it's very she's unlike other poets I've ever seen so it's definitely a treat don't miss it and um, I was looking up I couldn't find any other poetry events I mean I know that uh, Poetry in the Park is going on uh, now um, but I don't know if it's every week in out in New West so people will have to look that up Mm-hmm. Yeah, check out Poetry New West and uh, also the, la, 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 I can't remember what the other one's called. Pandora's Collective? Uh, no, the other new Poetry New West one instead of uh, Poetic Justice. Yes. So look up online, Poetic Justice and Poetry in the Park and Poetry New Westminster. There's lots of cool stuff going on in New West uh, mm-hmm. with the summertime happening. And as well, I think that's uh, pretty much all the time we've got this week. Thank you very much for being again for being our guest today, Julia. Appreciate Thanks for it. having me. Yeah. Um, I'm R.C. Weslowski. And I'm Pam Bentley. This has been Wax Poetic here on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. No apologies necessary is coming up next. You've been listening to Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what? So what? So what? So what?